Welcome to Growth Marketing Today, where marketers, designers, and product owners level up their growth marketing chops from experts in today's top startups. Here's your host, Ramley John. Welcome to the sixth episode of Growth Marketing Today. In this episode, I chat with David. He's growth at Snap Travel. I'm not sure if you know Snap Travel. It is founded by two entrepreneurs that have a track record for building companies and selling it. You have Hussein, the CEO, sold this company. And then Henry, he also started a company. And then he was working in San Francisco, working for like big tech companies there. They came together to start this company called Snap Travel, which is an AI chatbot that allows people to book hotel rooms directly from whether it's Facebook Messenger or texting directly. It's pretty cool. Now, David just recently graduated from university a few years ago. And that's pretty cool because I don't want to just be chatting with head of growth or VP of growth for people who have already been in the thick of things for a while. I want to chat with people who are in the trenches and doing growth. And one of the things that David talked about that got him the growth role at one of the top startup is that he's a fast learner. He learns things quickly and he really is the typical hustler that I know. If he doesn't know something and he hits a wall, he's going to smash right through the wall or go around it. He's just that kind of guy. Super smart also. He studied marketing but also did a programming boot camp. So we just chat a lot about things about what people can do to get into growth, specifically if you're trying to transition into that space. I don't want to hold you back anymore. Let's listen in to my chat with David, who's growth at Snap Travel. Hey everyone, uh, I just want to welcome here David from Snap Travel. Snap Travel is a company that's growing here in Toronto. I know they raised some serious money uh, just recently. David does growth for Snap Travel. Hey David, how's it going? Yeah, not too bad. How are you? Pretty good. It's great to have you here. I know that this whole chatbot and whole AI thing is actually a pretty interesting space mm-hmm. in Toronto right now and around the world. Yeah, for sure. I'd like to know you a little bit first before we start talking about what you're working on. Uh, maybe tell me a little bit about where you came from. We were chatting a little bit about this, about what you studied. And it's curious how growth people didn't come from marketing, traditional marketing education. Yeah, no, for sure. So I went to Western. I graduated in uh, 2016. So pretty recently, my background was actually in medical sciences. In my kind of my third year of undergrad, I kind of realized I was more interested in the startup in the tech space. So that's really where I started transitioning over into the business side of things. In terms of extracurriculars, I did my, my experience was mostly based around business development. Nice. So I led BD for two student nonprofits back cool. at Western. And then from there, I kind of brought those skills over to uh, business development for a, uh, a seed startup back in Hong Kong called Simple Wearables. So that, that, that's, I guess, where my experiences lie, uh, laid pretty much around before I joined Snap Travel and Growth. Nice. And when did you join Snap Travel? Like right after you graduated? Yeah. So right after I graduated, I did a web development bootcamp at Lighthouse Labs cool. uh, just to nice. you know learn more a bit about tech. I right. did a few Python courses back in uh, wow. Western, but you cool. know I just wanted to learn a little bit more. And from there, that's, I, I pretty much joined Snap Travel right after that. That's cool that you did programming. I, I'm not sure if you know, I did computer science in my undergrad at Waterloo. I, I'm finding a lot more growth people have an engineering or some kind of programming experience. How has that helped you doing growth? I think it definitely helps in the sense that when you're ever, whenever you're talking to the engineering team, then right. you guys are 
pretty much on the same page, especially it, it definitely helps when you're in a startup environment because you can always step in and help them out whenever they, whenever you need to, basically. It really plays a, a significant role, especially when you have limited engineering resources. Right. So it, it also helps put a lot of things into context. So for example, when we were running our A-B tests, that also helps uh, you know, on the QA side of things, on uh, making sure everything's running smoothly and so on. Nice. And how did the interview process go with uh, Snap Travel? Like, if you had to say what Hussein, the, the CEO, and Henry, the CTO, saw in you, what would, they, what would you say they, they saw in David as a growth person? I think probably hustle and my ability to learn pretty quickly. The hustle side is probably from my experience doing business development. I definitely spent a lot of time there. And then just being able to pick up things really quickly. I remember that's, that's something that I, I did in an interview. Just, you know, saying basically said, you know, learn this really quickly. And then wow. I'll learn this. And then I just Googled it. <laughs> what was it? What was it? Asked it, it, it was just try to figure out something on Excel because I, uh, I haven't done a lot of things before that. But. Cool. And he did you. He put you on the spot, like right on the spot itself. He's like, "Learn this right now." It, it, it wasn't. <laughs> it, looking back, it's it's not that it was super hard. It was just you know coming fresh out of undergrad. It's just it, it, the the really the objective was just to figure this out right. a bit of time. See if you're able to do things yourself. I'm, I find that a lot of people who come out of university, the stuff even as a computer science major, stuff I learned in Waterloo was stuff that. Not that I directly applied it on the job. I actually had to learn a lot of things on, new on the job. Like, right. So it's pretty fascinating that it's the same thing for you. How, how do you learn things quickly? If, is it in you already? Or would you say like you have certain things that you look for, like patterns, big things really quickly? Uh, that, yeah, that's… It's a hard question. I don't, I don't think there's an easy answer to that. Right. For the most part, it's just trying to figure it out yourself. And then if you can't, then just… It's being able to prioritize your tasks, right? If you can't figure it out, then ask ask the support for that, for nice. example, that company or whatever, and then you just move on to something else. It's just a matter of efficiency. Yeah, today. yeah. Because this is one other pattern I'm finding with people in growth is that they they care about learning as a personal person, uh, as a personal being, but also as a team. Like they really care about learning as a team. Sometimes failure is the best way to learn things, right? Right, for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's get into Snap Travel. What is Snap Travel for people, the listeners who don't know about it? Yeah, so Snap Travel is a half bot, half human service that lets you book hotels over Facebook Messenger or SMS. So what that means is that there's actually no app to download. Um, just as if you were looking up a friend on Facebook Messenger, you would be able to look uh, Snap Travel up and get started through that way. Cool. And what's really great about the whole experience is that we also have 24-7 customer service cool. that you know helps you answer any questions, concerns that you might have. And then on the day of your check-in, we also call the hotel to try to get you a oh. free room upgrade. Yeah. So you always try to get free room upgrade. Exactly, yeah. And what is the, I, I think, percentage success of getting an upgrade? I would say about 20 to 30%. That's pretty dope. Yeah, yeah so it, it's definitely like icing on the cake. Yeah. Um, something that uh, a lot of users don't expect. Right. Um, but it, it really makes a difference for them when, yeah. when they do get it. It's like that. You like one of the thing, biggest thing about startups is when you delight customers, they tell friends about it. Right? Referrals, yeah. right? But the opposite is when you when you have a shitty service, they tell all the friends again about it, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. And I know the travel industry is is so competitive. It's crowded. Uh, there's a lot of apps out there. 
what kind of experiments did you run in the beginning of, of Snap Travel to try to break through the industry, to break mm-hmm. through that space, that, that noise? Yeah, so the travel industry is definitely really competitive. Yeah. You know, you have Priceline, you have Expedia Group. Yeah. Priceline, who's spending about $3 billion a year wow. in AdWords alone. Right. So if you do some quick math, that's about $10 million per day. <laughs> so definitely, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to uh, compete on that front. You're just going to get outbid. Right. But really for us, it just means testing a lot of different channels. Um, so what we started out in the beginning was with Facebook ads, just because we had way more knowledge in this area. But what we soon found was that with Facebook, you there's actually not a lot of intent there. As you can mm, imagine, right. you know, you're scrolling through Facebook, yeah. uh, you're not necessarily in the moment looking to book a hotel. Now, if you compare that to Google ads or AdWords search, um, then you know these people are actually looking up the Bellagio Las Vegas. They're actually looking up right. uh, the Westin. They're actually looking to book in that moment. And when you look at the the, the cost per acquisition, the the return on ad spend, then it really tells a story. Yeah. And which one did you uh, target in the beginning? Would did you target more the Facebook ads or more like the search? We did both. Uh, so in the beginning, we did both. Really, the whole growth process for us is testing as many channels as possible. Yes. And uh, you know, we found that. For user acquisition, Facebook didn't make a lot of sense. But for uh, retargeting people who have previously used Facebook, that made a lot more sense just because they're actually more familiar with what we do and what, what, our, what our service is. Right. You talked a little bit about that already. You're talking about the test process. What does the growth process look like over at Snap Travel? Like, How would you uh, systematically go through different channels to figure out which one would work and which one wouldn't? Yeah, so... I guess on the channel front, it's mostly just trying to browse around and see what other travel giants are doing. There is, there's meta channels. So a classic example is uh, Travago, where it compares multiple uh, sites for the best price. And then you also have a whole bunch of other travel networks as well. Uh, Booking Buddy is an example where it, say you're on Priceline and you make a search and then when you're about to leave, there's a pop under. So a lot of different ways which you can get traffic. But for the most part, it's just you know setting aside X amount of dollars to test a specific channel. I'm looking at the numbers and then really going from there to see if that channel works. And when, especially when you're in a startup environment, that the moment you identify that one channel, you could potentially see you know the 20x growth, 10x yeah, growth. Yeah, that's true. Is uh, makes a huge difference. It does. It really does make a difference. What's your role at Snap Travel? Are you mainly uh, in charge with acquisition side, or are you? Do you have some leeway into? how the bot will talk or, or anything related to the product itself. Sure. So when I joined Snap Travel, I was pretty much doing a little bit of everything, as you can nice. imagine. Yeah. Uh, we were, back when I joined, we had just raised our uh, 1.2 million seed. Yeah. So we were really in our early stages. I was doing a whole bunch of operations, you know, talking with users, you know, help getting them the hotel deals. But I also was involved in a lot of the, the product side of things, uh, you know, optimizing our funnel, trying to get... Uh, Doing a lot of user interviews, trying to figure out, you know, where exactly, what what exactly the user make, makes the user come back and try right. to use Snap Travel. But I would say my primary responsibility right now is on the marketing side. I pretty much uh, deal with all aspects of it, from new, from user acquisition to remarketing. Okay. On the user acquisition side, I'm definitely AdWords. Um, look, a, a whole bunch of other travel networks, as I mentioned, such as Booking Buddy. And then in terms of like, you mentioned something about retention. Are you still working with retention as much, like getting it to come back? 
Yeah, so the, we, we are working on that front. I would say uh, most of our focus at the moment is uh, top of the funnel. Nice. Uh, getting as many users yeah. into the process as, as uh, in the first place. Just because we know that our retention is, really uh, high. is, is, is quite yeah. high. So we want to focus as, as on getting as much, as much people into the funnel as possible. Talk to me about that. Talk to me about why your retention is so high. That's, I think that's a lot of startups struggle with their retention and activation I find. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you figure that out and now you're just like, let's just blow up the top of the funnel mm-hmm. and that's amazing. So like, how did, how did you get high, such high retention or is it just part of what you guys do, that product? Yeah, I, I think uh, part of what you're mentioning is, is at what point do you identify you have product market fit? Yeah. And for us, I think a big piece of it was the, the customer service. You know, not a lot of people want to be searching up hotels themselves and filtering, for example, for free breakfast, for free Wi-Fi themselves. They just want to get an agent to do it for them. Right. That's the really uh, great piece of it. And the second part of it is that we also have really, really good pricing. We're working with a lot of partners, hotels.com, booking.com, to really get you the best price that you can find. And with the travel industry, people are extremely price sensitive. Yeah, they are. Um, so with that, you know, people will naturally want to come back uh, once they've, they've found that you know you really are do have the best yeah. price. And people are well. I'm lazy. Like I don't want to have to go through a shitload of websites to find the best deal. And I'm actually trying to travel to New York. It's just a headache, right? And then how, what's your revenue model in, in, in a sense? Like, it, Do you get the money from the customer or do you get the money from the hotels themselves? They give you a referral fee. It, it works somewhat like a referral fee, yes. Nice. So I don't get charged. You don't, we don't charge you. That's correct. So there's no, there's no uh, I guess, quote-unquote travel agent price or fee. Uh, I should start using Snap Travel for booking that New York yes. thing then. Do you have a limit of number of people that you can like, hey, I, I have a group of six people that needs to go to New York and we need Wi-Fi and breakfast? Yeah, so we, we, we can do that. Uh, we can definitely help you with that. Uh, I would say that we don't have multiple room booking at the okay. moment, but that's not an issue at all. Okay. All right. How do I find Snap Travel? Because I'm like, I need yeah. to do this like t- today. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the best way is to, um, if you want to try this out on Facebook Messenger, right? Then just go to, just as if you were looking up a friend, look right. up Snap Travel, and you'd be wow. able to find us. I, I want to talk a little bit about the founders. I know Hussein. He this is not his first rodeo. Henry, I know Henry, the CTO. He he's done startups before. How have the founders like helped? guide and steer your growth process because mm-hmm. the growth process is very like experimental and if something doesn't work, it fails, you learn and then you repeat it. For a lot of CEOs and founders, that's scary because like they want something sure, especially for the investors. Sure, yeah. How have the founders like helped you, you know, with the whole growth process thing? So uh, definitely the co-founders, Henry and Hussein, two really smart people. You know, you have Henry, who is an ex-Googler, and then you have Hussein, yeah. who is a serial entrepreneur. Yeah. His previous company he co-founded was Ad Parlor. Yeah. And he bootstrapped that to $100 million in revenue, managing Facebook ads for, you know, people like uh, Netflix, Groupon. And, and I believe in 2011, he sold that to yeah. Ad Knowledge. So definitely, they both have a lot of experience in the space. So that, that, that had definitely helped with, you know, pitching to investors. You know, we have, we have great experience. And also the second thing I would say is that we're uh, Henry and Hussein are both very metrics driven. Nice. So uh, it's it's been really great in building out a system where uh, that's easy easily scalable um, uh, as we continue to grow. 
Cool. Yeah, metrics. Let's talk about metrics. Oh, is there one metric you're looking at, particularly as a team right now, like that whole lean analytics? Benjamin and Alistair talked about having one metric that matters. Mm. Is there such a, a metric that you're that you and your team are looking at right now, or is it's just a bunch of metrics? Well, we're definitely looking at a lot of things, um, but I would say the number one thing is bookings. Yeah, number um, of bookings. Very similar to how Airbnb does it. Yeah, for them, it's nice completed. Uh, for us, it's just how many how many bookings are coming in. Right. And that's the that's your north star. You're looking at one thing that you're really looking at. Is there any specific like growth experiment that really like either either one growth experiment or a series of experiments that really moved the needle for Snap Travel the last year or year and a half that you were with them? Yeah, I guess kind of alluding to what I mentioned earlier about testing multiple channels. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, it was really about finding that one type of channel that moved the needle for us. And But I would also say that we ran a whole bunch of other experiments on the A-B testing side. Right. So traditionally, when people think about A-B testing, they think about you know testing a green button versus yeah. a yellow button. Was, everybody shakes their head at that, even yeah. designers and product exactly. managers. Yeah, so, so for us, we would try to avoid those tests, of course, cool. just because... One, we have as a startup, it's not like you have booking.com. Yeah. yeah, you don't have booking.com traffic. Right. Um, so, you, you know, you want to test these big, drastic changes. So, for example, for us, it was getting the aha moment in front of users as quickly as possible. And for us, that was price. I would say in the very beginning, we asked a whole bunch of questions. You know, right. we asked about what your city and dates are, which is fine. We also asked what kind of brand hotel, what, what, location you want to be near to. So we, we cut a lot of those questions down nice. and uh, we tried to sh- really show customers our, 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 our amazing deals as quickly as possible. So that really helped with conversion quite a bit. Nice. And I'm guessing, I'm curious like how many people dropped off after asking too many questions? I would say a good portion of people dropped off just because in the early stages of the company, we had uh, a lot of people who are just testing, you know, oh, exactly. Right. So, uh, but now we are seeing uh, conversion rates much higher. As, but this also varies heavily on the channel that uh, we're on. Well, so you're A-B testing like what questions and how many questions to ask. Uh, right. So, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I guess we would, I would say that we've moved past that now. Nice. Uh, for the most part, we're testing more on the product side of things, testing our landing pages because, you know, that makes the most sense when it comes to where we can actually have the most impact because that's yeah. where most of the traffic is going to. But of course, you have to also take into consideration uh, the conversion rate at each step of your funnel. Yeah, that's something that you really, really have to take a look at is, you know, where 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 are people in, in the process of booking something? Like, are they exactly. just trying to figure out where they're at? It's funny you talk about like people who are just testing it out. And I notice for a lot of startups, they try to get press very, very early on. And as a growth marketer, you're like, no, because you're going to bring all the shit traffic or you're going to get traffic that doesn't really want your product. And it's going to, it's going to dampen your, your metrics itself. Well, for sure. Uh, I, that definitely is the case in some occasions. I guess what we've tried to do to the best of our ability is to target these actual travel specific uh, press uh, sites. So, for example, Condé Nast, Travel and Leisure. These are where a lot of you know travel of people who are really into travel are frequenting. And actually, when we first launched, I believe we were on Condé Nast, um, and that really actually drove a lot of bookings uh, when we oh, first wow. launched. Yeah. What kind of Target personas are you targeting right now? Are you targeting consultants? Are you targeting casual travelers? I'm guessing that's a conversation you're, that you and your team have. It's like, who is our main 
Sona that we're pursuing? So I would say our main uh, target market is uh, you know price sensitive people. The age range I, it really depends, um, but it's you know these type of people who are looking to go to these kind of price comparison websites such as you know Trivago, right. where they're looking to get the best deal. Yeah. Is there any plans in the future to? Are you doing mainly hotels, or is there plans to move to like? airlines and then car rentals i know that's like typically what happens with like travel companies is that they start off with hotels and next thing mm. you know they're offering yo you can also book this you can yeah, book yeah. your flight you can book your car rental you can uh book a breather room or, or whatever uh yeah so uh our focus right now has been hotels we we do have hotels all across the world um, but as you mentioned, our next step is going into flights. That's definitely the obvious next step for us just because, you know, if people are looking to book a hotel, sorry, if people are looking to book a flight, chances are they're also looking to book a hotel as well. Right. So those two pretty much go side by side. And I would say that's really the the, the, the near future for us. Awesome. Uh, I want to take a step back to the questions you're asking to the users. Uh, something just came up to my mind about like how you figure out the right questions to ask. Now, I'm sure I'm, you said you already figured out the right questions to ask. What are those questions and how did you get there from the long list? I mean, for the most part, it's just trying to make the whole process as smooth as possible, right? right? So for us, the, the, the most important information that we need is your city and dates. Everything yeah. else, <laughs> we can kind of filter out for right. you. How it works right now is you can actually just go into our site and with Facebook Messenger or SMS, you can actually go through the whole web view experience without actually answering any questions. Oh, If you do want to answer questions, all you do need to give us is your city and dates. And then uh, for the most part, we give you the option to filter out specific hotels yourself. Oh, nice. So it's very, very intuitive. But as I mentioned, again, there are agents 24-7 who can help nice. with anything, any questions that you might have. Yeah. I guess I I want to talk about you again. Um, I know you came from a biomedical degree. Mm-hmm. How did that How did that happen? Like, how did you went from like, oh, I'm guessing you, did you want to be a doctor or? Yeah, so my original career, I guess you could say, goal was to become a medical doctor. Okay. But I quickly realized that it wasn't exactly something I was interested in. It's mm. just kind of something I grew up with, uh, thinking that I wanted to be this certain profession. But as I continued to explore other things, especially when I worked at a startup in Hong Kong, that's when I realized that I was actually really interested in tech, really interested in the space, really interested in startups, and basically affecting change at a larger scale. And that's really where I got into growth. I was really interested in the number side of things, the metrics nice. side of things, having a very scientific approach to growth. Interesting. So that's really where I made the transition. Nice. I like what you said there. I really like the word, the word scientific. Like, you can describe like what growth, what growth marketing or whatever it is called now, tech marketing. How, what kind of adjectives would you call it? That's scientific. What are other things that you would say it is? I I would say for the most part, it's still a whole bunch of buzzwords just flying around. Yeah, it is. Um, but what seems to have stuck is the growth marketing side of it. Right. Just because growth in itself is very ambiguous. Marketing is. is, I guess, more uh, substantiated. But I guess the whole term growth marketing is a very different approach to from the traditional marketing in the sense that traditional marketing is straight up. You know, you're you're focusing on top of the funnel right. and. Activation. Yeah. Whereas growth, you're focusing on all steps of the funnel. Yeah. You're trying to optimize every single part from uh, getting new users to actually getting qualified users and then to making sure that those people are, are coming back to use your product. 
So yeah, I, I would say growth marketing is a pretty apt term for it. And then what? And what is what is it? Is it you said it's scientific? It's, other things that I've heard is it's it's systemic. Like you're you're doing something repeatable to get something that's scalable. I mean, when it comes down to it, in traditional marketing, you're thinking of just, for example, if you're thinking of billboards, you're thinking of TV ads. You know, especially when you're in the early stages, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to to be spending that kind of money on uh, things that doesn't have a uh, short payback period. Yeah. So for us, it's being scientific in the sense that the metrics have to make sense, mm. right? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to to go into user acquisition for Facebook ads just because. The cost per acquisition is so high compared right. to a lot of these other channels. Yeah. So what I mean by scientific, I mean by just having a step-by-step approach on what makes sense. Even when it comes to A-B testing, uh, it's you know giving it a certain uh, X period of time so to know that you know this pe- this test worked because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah, no, that's so true. I think it's finding it's more about the process. Like when the whole growth hacker term came about, mm-hmm. everybody was looking for. The hack, right? Yes. And then, like, and then Brian Balfour, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. He's from the VP of growth of HubSpot. He was like, no, this is about the process. It's about being scientific, about uh, understanding what your metrics are uh, mm. and knowing that. And that's the beauty about like a lot of the marketing tools that we have now in tech is that it's just so much data. There's just so much numbers. And yes. sometimes it's overwhelming, right? Mm-hmm. How do you find insights in all that sea of data? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's about simplifying. It's about identifying what your funnel is and what what are the metrics that actually matter. Right. So you don't want to be overloaded with all this information. You just want to be focusing on your North Star metric, for example, right. and figuring out you know what makes sense for your demographic and your product. It makes sense. Uh, I'm. I'd like to wrap up, wrap up very soon. First of all, I'd like, I'd like to ask before we wrap up, like, what kind of advice would you have for people who are graduating or people who are maybe trying to transition out of sales or another job and try to get into growth in, in startups or tech companies? Yeah, so I, I guess when it comes to high-level advice for growth marketing in itself, it's very much just testing as much as you can and testing quickly. Um, so that you can find the channels that work and the channels that don't. I guess to new grads, it's straight out hustle. <laughs> you know, look for as many opportunities as you can and prove that you, you have the smarts and that you have uh, what it takes to work in a startup environment. And that's really doing, doing anything that the company needs um, at that given time. And that naturally, as you spend more time in the company, your role becomes more specialized. But that's really uh, how you can get into this. Nice, nice. And one final thing is, do you have any shout outs? Do you have any like, hey, check out Snap Travel here? Yeah, <laughs> maybe you have your own blog. Like, this is your time to just give a shout out and promos for anything. Yes, definitely check out Snap Travel. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, we do have crazy prices. That's uh, That's something that's worth checking out. I myself, not a whole lot on that end. But yeah, check out Snap Travel. You have like a Twitter, LinkedIn that you, you want people to add you on or follow you on? Yeah, feel free to reach out to me if there's anything that you want to talk about or anything you want to chat about when it comes to uh, growth. And I'd be, I'd be happy to jump on a call or, or a quick coffee. Awesome. Thank you so much, David. I appreciate your time. No worries. Thanks. All right. Hey, thanks for listening in on this episode where I chatted with David, growth at Snap Travel. 
I hope you got something about how he got into growth, even though he doesn't have any experience previously doing growth. It's just his hustler mentality that he was able just to cut through the noise and get the attention of Hussein and Henry, both of them who are successful entrepreneurs and they're running their own startups in San Francisco. So that's pretty cool what he did. I hope you got something out of that. If you liked it, why don't you subscribe on to iTunes, Google Play, or whatever you listen to your podcast. And if you really liked it, why don't you give me a review? And if you really like me, give me five stars if you don't mind on those platforms. This would really help me get my message across to different people and a lot more people that growth is about the process and the engine and not about the hacks. So just give me a review. I would really thank you so much and appreciate it. You can also sign up for the Insider Club newsletter where I share my latest giveaways, news, and also anybody I'm going to be chatting with next. And if you have any questions or feedback, send me a short email at ramley at growthmarketing.today. In next week's episode, I know I keep saying this, but this guy's going to be cool. I'm pretty excited about this. His name is Kent Fenwick, and he's head of growth at Hubba. This guy is so cool. He has a master's in computer science. He did growth at top startups like Top Half, at Tilt. Tilt is a company that got acquired by Airbnb. And now he's head of growth at Hubba. And he's going to just talk about his growth process, his growth mindset, and his growth engines, and how he got to where he's at right now. You don't want to miss that episode that's coming up next week. Other than that, I just want to wrap up. This is Ramley from Growth Marketing Today. And don't stop growing.